Happy Friday, everybody. It's Payday Friday. It's Julio. And Leslie. And this is Hold Up. How much? La, 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 la. Canta con mi coro, oye como va. La, 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 la. Deja la tristeza, échala pa' allá. What's going on, everybody? It's Julio, and I'm here joined by the magical, the sensational, the ever-present Leslie Munoz. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Is that, was that a good introduction for you? Should it's we try great. it again? No. Or no? No, no we're good? Okay, we won't try it again. It's hump day. We made it to hump day, but for you, it's payday Friday. That's right, because, you know, we like to work in the past for the future. <laughs> I don't know why. So, we, we thank you for joining us for another episode. This is episode four. We were through four of these magical... Yay, four. And we made it on iTunes and we finally Apple Podcasts. Can you believe it? It's the big time, we, y'all. We're, the big time. We are legit. Too legit Too to quit. quit. So, I just want to... I want to start off, you know, uh, something I want to talk about is something that I just caught my eye when I was watching the World Series. Shout out to the... Uh, uh, who Nationals, who won the World Series. Sad day for the Astros. Eh. The Texas girl. Eh. Gotta rep the home. Eh. Who cares? The Red Sox didn't make it, so it's a, it's a loss in my books everywhere. But as we were watching the World Series, you know, every single commercial break, there was one constant theme. Not the fact that the Little Mermaid Live was going to be on, you know, on TV. But, was it even on ABC? Oh my God. That doesn't matter, but you never know. But it was the fact that Every other br- commercial break, there were five or six different credit card commercials. It was the craziest thing. It was like, hey, American Express. Hey, MasterCard. Hey, Visa. Hey, do you want to buy that hotel or you want to go there? Just swap it and swap and you're good to go, baby. And I'm like, mother of God. Like, remember back in the days when it used to be like those dot-com? I'm probably going to age myself right here. Remember when they used to do a, like the big thing was having a website? And it was like, oh, go visit the site. You know, boomer.com or... You know, orangutans.com or I don't know, like random what? sites. I, I don't know. remember. Yeah, so it was like late 90s, early 2000s. It was like the tech boom. Okay, like, in the late 90s, I was in, what, the eighth grade. I was not paying attention to that. I was paying attention. Everything was like dot .com this, dot .com that. It was a dot .com boom. But it was crazy because it's like... Every single commercial had something to do with credit card or charging it or SoFi or, hey, you want to get a better loan? Just charge it, baby. That's the way to go. So I kind of wanted to go into this episode about the magical things that we know as el plástico or el tajetazo or el fuacata. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> One of the two. Because I remember my dad, my dad, when we were going on vacation, he's like, muchacho, tu quieres eso? Dale un fuacata, man. Like, basically, like the, you know, the, the magical sound. That plastic makes when it goes into the machine it says debt <laughs> as you swipe it in. But I, you know, I wanted to kind of. So let me ask you, what was your first uh, credit card? So I had my first credit card in high school. It was a Capital One credit card. Shout mm. out. Um, and it had a limit of three hundred dollars. What? And Ballin'. I thought I was like could charge like so much because. You know, $300 when you're in high school is, like, a lot of money. Balling. And um, I even had a job at CVS, and um, my mom told me that Shout if out. I 
had this credit card. You know, of course, it was for emergencies. Um, it always is. For but I had a job at CVS in order to, like, pay it off. And, whoo, did I run up that $300 real quick um, going out for lunch, um, for senior lunch off campus. Because, you know, got to get them tacos during lunch. And um, that when I realized and saw the bill and realized that I was making, like, a measly five dollars an hour or and we're only working maybe less than 20 hours a week that was going to take a long time to pay off so um that is where my credit card experience and charging came from oh my god that must have been fun but that's why my credit is so good oh yeah of course yeah that that shows how what a great borrower you are right (laughs) i always slave to the lender i love owing people money so, oh, you hush. How, talk about your stuff. I know, I know. I, I'll tell you. So, mine was a combo. My very first card uh, was a Best Buy credit card. And that's because I had to have the coolest TV in the, in the store. And it wasn't just any TV, okay? Let me, let me take you back, back in the time, okay? It was a Sony Bravia. And it was the ones where it had like the DLP thing. Oh my god! I was like, oh my god! I need the DLP in my life. I felt like I was a crackhead. Like I was like scratching myself. Like, Stop. daddy, please! I need the DLP in my life. So, uh, so I remember that so weird. I couldn't qualify for a card. So I remember it was uh, biggest mistake of anybody's life is to co-sign for something. But my father said, eh, I'll co-sign for you. So he co-signed for this card. But I never was late. I never missed a payment. I never because I was scared of like having my dad's credit messed up. Now that, that to me scared me more than anything. But the one, the funniest card, the one that I had kind of similar to your $300 limit thing was a American Eagle credit card. I was like, I gotta be looking, I gotta be looking fly. You know what I'm saying? I gotta have my American Eagle flying. You know what I'm saying? So I applied for an American Eagle credit card and I got approved for the craziest amount. You, you, what do you think it was approved for? $500. $500. It was approved for a hundred bucks. <laughs> <laughs> That's like not even a fair jeans. So I'll put it to you this way. I would go in there and I'd be like, gonna go out. Buy two things. hundred bucks. <laughs> and I would get so mad because I'm like, come on, man. Up my limit, baby. Up my limit, baby. Like a crack kid. I was walking in like, Stop. come on, baby. So I was like, come on, baby. Just give me the, increase my limit. And then the funny thing is my, my friend, one day went with me to American Eagle and he said, oh, I think I'll get a card too. And he goes to run his credit. He gets a $500 limit. I'm like, what the hell, man? Come on, I'm working, man. He's not even working. He gets a $500 limit. And they never raised my limit. Thank God, because every single time I walk in there, 100 bucks. <laughs> Automatically recharged to the card. But it was like, to me, it was like, oh my God, I, you know, I made it. I have a credit card. I can buy whatever I want for emergencies. Emergencies. You know, I'm throwing air quotes up right now. And that's like the craziest thing. So you... Anything can become on quote unquote emergency. So, and then I remember when I started getting into what I call hardcore debt, you know, it's like when, you know, it's like you start off with like, you know, your minor debt. Debt is a lot like drugs. Have you noticed that? (laughs) You know, you start off with, you know, recreational debt, you know, American Eagle card, Best Buy card. And then all of a sudden. starts with marijuana. uh, Hey, 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 whoa, whoa, hey. Don't don't mess with the green, baby. Don't mess with the green. Be quiet. (laughs) So you start off, you know, with something small, right? And then you work up to the big boys. You know what I'm saying? Then one day you open your, I'll never forget it. The first big boy card I got was an MTVU city card. 
This is when MTV would partner with college cards and say, hey, here's a credit card. It's with MTV. We're balling. You want to jump on this? Woo! And then I'll never forget it. It was like, it was like the interest rate was like 27%. It's a lot. It's it was really crazy. It's 27%. And then I'll never forget it. My limit was $4,000. And I racked up, no lie. I got it. My mom says, I don't think it's a good idea for you to have a credit card. You need to figure out how to handle money. You need to know how to, you know, really manage what you spend. And I was like, Mom, I got this, man. I got this. I, I, I know what I'm doing. So the first two times I would put gas and I would swipe it. I'm good. Swipe it and I, and I pay it off with my next paycheck, right? But then I start saying, man, you know what would be cool? If I went to Disney and I put it on this, I could stay at the coolest hotels. I could buy all those things I've always wanted to buy. So literally in three months... I racked up $3,700 in credit card debt. Three months. And I will never forget it. My grandmother, RIP, uh, when she uh, basically uh, was, she had opened up savings accounts for me and my brother. Uh, so the idea was she would set these accounts up for him and I, and it would mature. And that way, by the time that we were going to college or we were going you know, to university or my brother's case when he would go to clown university. No, I'm just kidding. I love you, bro. <laughs> but, so we, we would go to university, you know, I don't even know. So, uh, like, it's like when, by the time we would go to school, we would have some money in there, you know, to at least pay for books, pay for, you know, uh, guitar lessons, uh, pay, play, you know, pay for my favorite book, you know, hop on pop, you know, things like that, you know, things, necessary things that you need in college. Yes. So what ends up happening is, uh, I rack up $3,700 in credit card debt. So my grandmother goes, why don't you just take the money and pay it off? That's a great idea. Good job, grandma. See, but the problem is she didn't say pay it off and close the card. No, no, no. She said, why don't you take the money and pay it off? Well, I paid it off, but I never closed the card. So literally... Six months later, card was back at $3,000. Now there is no lifeline. It's kind of like that story where God sends a boat. And the guy's like, please, God, save me. I'm on a roof. And he's like, what up, bruh? You uh, you want to get on this boat? He's like, no, 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 man. God's got me, bruh. He's going to take care of me. And the boat leaves. And then the next boat comes. Hey, man, water's getting pretty high. You want to get in here? No, bruh. Got God, G-O-D, baby. Come on, he got me. And then he leaves. And the next thing you know, you're dead. You're in heaven. He's like, yo, bro. <laughs> Where were you, man? I sent you two boats. What do you want to do? You want to come on también? I'm like, no, I don't know. So, so you didn't learn your lesson. Didn't learn my lesson. And I kept playing the, uh, I call it the credit card roulette for most of my life until I racked up monster, to the point where I went to school, right? And to call, when I, I remember when I went to Miami-Dade College, shout out. And um, I, my, my parents paid for my first semester and then after that, I got C's and D's. My mom goes, ah, you're a kid of C's. I ain't paying for you no more. I'm like, mama, no, mama, no, please. And then I had to, so I started working and that's back then when you could work and actually afford to pay for school, you know, which wasn't even that long ago because now you can't even work and pay for school at the same time. But I remember that I got to the point when I got to FIU, shout out FIU, the Florida Panther, Florida International University, Golden Panther, baby. Uh, I actually started putting school on a credit card. Which was crazy. I started putting my classes on a credit card. I'm like, ah, swipe it. I'm good to go. Swipe it. I'm good to go. And what I didn't know is that the card that I was using at the time for that school was 33%. Woo! 
That's really high. 33%. And I didn't think about anything. And the thing is, I would make minimum payments. So think about it. At the, at one, I think when I, by the time I got out of school, that car was already at $12,000. Okay? At 33%. And I'm making minimum payments. Yeah, you're never going to pay that off. Yeah. It was a fun time. It, it was a fun time indeed. But, you know, we all... The, the crazy thing is you, you learn your lesson. You go through things. And... I don't know, like for you, like like what was it like, like when you started seeing, like like I mean, of course, when you're swiping away, when you're going to Forever Thirty One, you're not really looking at Forever Thirty One. <laughs> yeah, they're not. They have. They've been twenty one for too long, man. When you're when you're bankrupt, <laughs> when you're bankrupt, you're not twenty one anymore. Thirty one. Oh <laughs> so when you were, you know, when you were, you know, swiping away, like what were the kind of things that you were buying? Like was it? Um. Well. Conchas like or? my first. Like, so I had that Capital One card, and I think I had, you know, everyone has, like, um, like a Victoria's Secret card, because, you know, you got to buy those casoncillos. Ay. Five for 25. Me gusta. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> um, and then I I think I had, um, actually, I don't remember, but I know I remember this one. I had a Nordstrom card. And it was like the Nordstrom signature card. Ooh. And I had it when I was 22. Ooh. At 22, I got approved for a credit card of over $10,000. Mother of Jehoshaphat. And I thought that was really cool because Nordstrom signature was this really pretty card oh. that like shimmered and was like silver. Did you and, walk around with a card know, like, I'm Samantha. Every time I went into Nordstrom, they would write me thank you notes for buying whatever I bought. Duh, I was getting their commission. Um, so Did I would buy, obviously, no. <laughs> I, no. Um, I would buy shoes. Obviously, because you need like five pairs of Lacoste tennis shoes, which they don't even make anymore. Um, I'm sure I could find them on Amazon. Clothes, <laughs> that type of thing, gas. Um, but right at that time, you know, I was like living on my own apartment. Like it was just not very, making very much money at the time. And here I am, like racking up this like huge amount of debt, which was, I think that's like the worst debt. As far as like that credit card, and it literally took me years to pay off. Um, I think when we got married, I still had that credit card debt. So um, yeah, fun times. I mean, but the crazy thing is, you don't think about it at the time. You just swipe it, you swipe, and things are going great and all the fun. But even I still remember. Do you remember that time we went on vacation? We went to we went to Disney. I, why do I feel like all our stories involve something with Disney? Mm-hmm. People are gonna think we're weird. But I don't. If you care. don't know us, like we absolutely like love Disney. So I mean, it's just listen. When you come from Miami, okay, customer service is non-existent. Ask anybody from Miami. Go to any restaurant, and they're like, "Get get it." But come to Texas, we know what that's about. And they're like, "Well, I reckon you're the nicest person in the entire world. I'm gonna give you a hug." I'm like, "Wow, come on by, y'all." I'm like, I-, "I love you. Let me hug you too." But it's like. There is no service. So when you go to Disney World, it's like everything is like the greatest service in the world. Like Mickey comes up to you and goes, would you like a pancake? And he gives you a, hand, a hug and you're like the greatest day in the world. It's like, it's the greatest thing ever. But it's, you know, we started noticing, I remember the one time we went on vacation, it's that we experienced this magical thing called magic bands. So if you don't know what a magic band is, let it's me just... literally like your fast pass thing that you use at Disney... But if you're staying at any of the resorts, 
you can literally like just like you do like, everything with this thing it, like on at any store and pretty much buy whatever you want so it's literally a credit card that's attached wrist. to your actual credit card um on your wrist so you never actually feel the pain of the swipe, the swipe. Um, it's the smartest thing in the entire world Disney. you open your doors with this thing you uh you can uh you can do your fast passes your park passes your id everything is on this freaking thing so you never i remember i would go to the parks i never even the antichrist God, this one's that one's <laughs> south quick. <laughs> we went from Disney to Antichrist. <laughs> the blood of the innocent. <laughs> Mother of God. Kidding. We want to talk about next, but oh, Jesus. <laughs> but uh, so uh, it was like it was crazy. I would go to the parks and I never had to carry my wallet. It was the greatest thing ever. So I remember we we this is when we had just started in our budgeting, you know, kind of in our financial financial walk. You might you say. And all of a sudden, I said, "You know what? We're gonna budget, um, you know, x amount of x amount of money for the trip, right?" So I took the money out cash because I didn't want to use my card at all. And we went on this trip. So what I didn't know is that when you're gonna stay at this hotel or these hotels, if you're not putting a credit card down to hold anything, you actually got to give down five hundred dollars cash as kind of like a reserve for your uh, for your magic band. So that what that basically is saying is that you are putting five hundred dollars down. That if you spend up to five hundred, you know it, it is, it's covered already. And what's happening is as you're getting closer to that five hundred dollar limit, they alert you, hey, you need to re up your amount. So what I did was I you know you put I put I put a thousand dollars down, and I said okay, we'll put a thousand dollars down. That way we're, it'll cover us because things are expensive and and this and that. So I remember um, we went to the we were day, day one, day two, and day three. You know, we were there for a week. So we were there for seven days. So one, two, and three, we're there, we're going in, we're going out, we're swiping at everything. Oh, you want a Mickey ice cream? Swipe. Oh, you want those pairs of shorts? Swipe. Not even swipe. It was swipe of the wrist. And it was like, oh, can I see your wrist, sir? I'm like, of course you can. Here you go. And they would just do it here and there. And then finally, on a Wednesday, I said, you know what? Let me kind of see where we're at because I want to make sure, you know, we still, I think we still have about maybe 500 bucks there, this and that. So I go to the front desk at the hotel. And the guy goes to, he goes, all right, go ahead and put your magic band over here and we'll tell you how much you have left. Yeah, you have 200 bucks left. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> I go, we have spent $800 in two and a half days. He's like, yeah, you spent that. And he goes, would you like me to give you a printout? I go, I don't want to see the scene of the crime. I just want you to tell me how much I owe. But I took the printout and we were charging stupidities onto this stupid thing. So I finally said, hey, hey we you always need a Disney cupcake. Oh my God. I'm kidding. So you put, I ended up putting like another 500 down, but I said, we're sharing meals. We're not buying anything else. We're going to go lean, super lean. And we ended up, you know, we, we just came in at exactly what we budgeted for that trip. But that taught us the lesson that magic bands and things you can track are pretty scary. Pretty, pretty scary. Anything else you want to add as far as like uh, your credit card experience and what, what you had magical times before I jump into this article that I want to share with everybody? Um, no, that pretty much summed up everything as far as my credit card experience. As you all know, it took us several years to pay off for our fun, all our fun. But at the end of the day, it ended up working out because, you know, I, once we paid it all off, I'm telling you, it's like a stone. It's like a big old boulder that you literally just roll off your chest and you're like, ay, que rico. Ay, ahora, I want to have un chique. <laughs> <laughs> but, 
one thing I, I do want to you know talk about is so I was reading an article and you know um it was it's on um it, it was on Bloomberg and it was talking about literally the title of it was America's middle class is addicted to a new kind of credit and I'm like I I must read this <laughs> <laughs> so it's talking about how back in the days the big thing were what they call predatory loans and if you don't know what a predatory loan is it's kind of like a payday loan they call them predatory loans because they literally they would prey upon people in the middle class or, or, or you know, people who made very little money, oh, wow. either a lower middle class or very poor people. And what they would do is say, hey, listen, we're going to give you a payday loan. What you will do is we'll lend you $1,000 and you come, you know, we'll give you a standard uh, interest rate and you come and pay it back or you pay it with time. The problem is if you didn't pay that lump, that the loan back in the lump sum when it was due, the interest rates were killer. I'm talking about... Pretty slimy. It's bad. It was like 50, but 70, 100% interest rates. On that note, though, like thinking about those payday places, like honestly, like I don't think I've ever seen one in an area where there's like decent income. I literally see them in areas there's where no there's need lots for that. of poverty. It's the same thing. You know, you run into bail bondsmen and you run into payday loan locations and they, and they specifically target... Uh, lower income neighborhoods. Yeah. So payday loans were very popular. You also had what's called like um, uh, car title loans. So if you had your car paid off and you needed money, like for, and they would say, do you need a quick hundred bucks before payday? Do you need maybe a little cash for the holidays? Which by the way, we're getting into Christmas and we're going to talk about that real fast here. Well, come on in, bring in your title, bring in your title to the title max. You know, they all have these catchy tunes. And you're like, yeah, let me dance with you, baby. While no shout out because, yeah. <laughs> so, it's, so payday loans were a pretty big deal. So, um, a lot, lots of states started passing laws with regards to payday loan regulations. Uh, some still have not. There are, still some, uh, there are still some states that do not have any payday loan uh, regulations. And basically, these places run amok. And a lot of these amok, interest rates. Amok, amok. Oh, my God. Sorry, I had to say that. <laughs> so, a lot of these places, it's like. 50, 60% interest rates on a loan. So you take out a loan for like $1,000. If you don't pay it all back by by when you actually, the maturation date or the maturity date, mm-hmm. uh, you are literally paying probably double what you borrowed. So, so you're running- Almost in, two grand. Or more. Oh my God. Which is crazy. Cause, and the, a lot of things are, a lot of things are is people take out these loans that they think they're going to afford or they might lose a job and they'll think, well, I'll take out a payday loan or I'll take out a, you know, a, a car loan and when I start getting paid, I can start paying those back. But by the time you go to look how much you owe, you owe three, four, five times whatever that loan is. So this particular loan, there, it's an online loan. So you know everything now is online. You see, going back to the dot-com boom. It, it brought magic and it brought terror. So one of the things that this article started off with was the fact of income. Income in America is has grown You know, in this decade so far, going through 2018. You know, the average household income of people with a high school diploma has risen about 15%. I mean, that's not a lot. That's going from 2010 to 2018. It's only risen 15%, all right? But if you look at expenses, I'm talking about the average expenses a person deals with, they have grown at a faster rate than what the rate has, as than what the income rate has been for people with a high school Which diploma. explains a lot of the reasons why a lot of people are homeless too. Well, and a lot of, of income inequality. So yes. it's like you start looking at these things and you're like, well, this makes a lot of sense why people are behind. I mean, yeah, take for sure. look at house prices. House prices uh, have gone up 26% in that time frame. 
You look at medical costs. Medical costs have gone up 33% in that time frame. College, remember how we were saying that we could pay for college, you know, while we were working all that good stuff? Uh, that has gone up 45% in, from That's- 2010 to 2018. It's a lot. It's really crazy. That's actually, I mean, graduating in 2010, so from college. That's insane. So it's like, it, it's just, it, it's crazy. So like, there's these online installment loans. They're called online installment loans. Basically, it's, you're able to borrow money between 100 bucks to $10,000, sometimes even more, depending on the company. And basically what it does is, it gives you longer periods of time to pay them off. So these, a lot of these loans, like if you're going to go buy any kind of like furniture, you're going to go buy, let's say, for example, when you go to rooms, those rooms to go commercials, yeah. they go, pay it off in 2030. You're like, oh my God, you know, that's crazy. No interest of 2030, right? So what ends up happening is what that basically means, let's say right now you buy furniture, right? Mm-hmm. But it's not going to be 2030. It's usually between seven years. Yeah. So what they're telling you is you're not paying any interest right now. Yes. Okay. So you, from 2019, let's say to 2026, all right? You, as long as you pay it off by, by let's say, February of 2026, you pay no interest. Here's a problem. Let's say you're the average American, like we're showing here, whose income has not gone up more than 15% in the last eight years, or nine years in this case, okay? You go out there, you buy yourself, a, you remodel your house, you buy all this furniture, you buy all this stuff, and you get the six or seven year loan, okay? Mm-hmm. If you don't pay that loan off, by the seventh year, it says February 28th of 2026, all the interest you didn't pay off in that time, all of a sudden gets dumped in one fell swoop right there. And not only does that, so let's say, let's say you, you held off of interest of, let's say, 10 grand. Mm-hmm. You literally, from February 28th to March 1st, you will have a balance on your thing for $10,000. Here's the other part. Not only do you have not have to pay off those ten thousand dollars, but most of the interest rates for those uh, furniture places go anywhere between twenty nine percent to forty and fifty percent. So think about it this way: you spent the last six or seven years paying little payments here and there for your furniture. Now you have old furniture that now you're having to catch up on interest payments that you did not be pay because you didn't because you didn't pay in time. Yeah. And now on top of that, now you're paying interest. On the interest that was held over for seven years, it's crazy. It's student loans. It's it's insane. Now, I mean, the difference is, I mean, it's like, but it's it's insane. Like, like I think about this, I'm like, why would you put yourself into those things? So what's happening is these kind of these kind of debts, you know, it it gets you these loans can range anywhere between four and sixty months. All right, Mm -hmm. for those out there, sixty months is five years. Yes. All right, but what's happening is some people, you know. Are running into interest rates like uh, from some of these? It's called like net credit platform, right? They're running into interest rate percentages of thirty-four percent to a hundred and fifty-five percent. How like what like that? Let me just. How do you even do that in math? Like I, I'm not a math person, but that's just astronomically. Can't even say that word. Hi, that's ridiculous. So let's just say right now, okay? Let's say I take out a. I, I call this. Doing math on a podcast. <laughs> I take out a $1,000 loan, okay? My interest rate is 155%. So for those of you out there that want to do this math, you do 1,000 times 1.55. That's $1,550. So you add a $1,550 to your original loan amount. Yeah, your loan is $2,550. It's 
Oh my gosh. Just Think about be... that. So your $1,000 loan just became a $2,500 loan. But that's just in one like month, this. right? Yeah. That's that's crazy. That's, well, that's 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 depending on how how your 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 payments are structured. Yeah. All right. But think about that. So the average person who's taking out these loans is already drowning in this. But we don't. But the thing is that people don't. We don't read. And and I'm number one. I used to do things. I used to sign things, and we just don't read about what the troubles are. Yes. So we've talked a lot about swiping. We've talked a lot about bad debt. But how do we solve the problem? So let's talk, let's talk about solving the problem. Well, the first thing is, you know, listening to things like this, but also like educating yourself on what these actual loans are and don't just think that these kinds of resources are actually resources to benefit you in a positive way. Um, they're really not. They're only benefiting the actual person that's making the money off the interest. So educating yourself on, you know, what that is. I would say that would be 1A, but number one would be don't use credit sure. at all. 1A, you need to educate yourself on what is out there. Now, you know, I, I, like I said, I am, am I saying for me, I have one car and that car, I use it, like I said, when I go on vacation because I will not get scammed again. And as soon as I swipe it, I literally go into my app and I send the money straight to the card, paid off. So there's never a balance sitting on there whenever I'm traveling. So if it's for an air flight, if it's for a hotel or if it's for uh, a rental car, those are the three situations where I am only using that. I don't use it for gas. I don't use it to go buy, you know, Forever 31. I am using it. <laughs> uh, you know, I don't even, you know, I try to use it for those three reasons. And that's it. But the thing is, you need to be careful out there because I'm telling you, they're always going to, there's always going to come out with something new to try to get you to owe people money. The craziest thing now yeah. is, it's like um, the Apple card. I was going to say that, but Amazon, like, I mean, I literally shop Amazon. I mean, who doesn't every single day almost? Um, well, not every single day. That's an exaggeration. Um, but, you know, pretty frequently, and they're always saying, like, hey, get this Amazon card, and whatever I purchase, I can just charge from my actual computer. I don't even have to swipe anything. It just charges it from the computer, and that, to me, that's even crazy because you don't actually have a tangible card. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure they send it to you. I don't know. I've never really looked into that because I don't want a credit card for Amazon. But um, I just think that's just crazy. I think there's one even for PayPal, PayPal credit. There's, there's a card for everything nowadays. And it's crazy. If you think about it. Apple's most profitable item that they had was the iPhone. But they're now shifting. They're going into services. And the biggest services they're putting the biggest attention now on is the credit card. To the point where I was reading another article, actually on Bloomberg as well, that was saying that now if you buy, if you when you uh, sign up for an Apple credit card, you no longer even need to worry about financing your phone through your AT&T carrier, Sprint, or Verizon. All you got to do now is you walk into your nearest Apple store, mm -hmm. tell them you have the Apple card, and they automatically tack on your monthly payments to your Apple card. Never have to do anything again. You want to renew it? They automatically tack it on and they take care of it. So it's there are things right now that are out there looking to lure you in and to tie you to that company. Whether it's the great old American Express... You know, trying to tell you, hey, we're going to give you concierge service. I'll give you a cosmopolitan and be like, I'm Samantha. While you're flying, you know, your, your magical airlines to magic. You know what I'm saying? But it's, you're running into all these things that are giving you these false sense of, hey, it's crazy. Like one of these, um, uh, and, and this is the last thing I'm going to say about this, but one of these um, uh, benefit cards that they have, these reward cards, mm -hmm. you have to spend $250 
to get, get the, maybe like 50 bucks in rewards. Yeah, it's just also like the, the American Airlines card where you have to spend 2000 something dollars in order to get what I guess they promise you 20,000 miles or... And the average flight was like 40,000 miles or something yeah, like that? Yeah, to get 25,000 miles. But that's literally covers a one-way, maybe like a certain time of the week, a certain time of the month. To Amarillo. So, yeah. <laughs> if you don't know what Amarillo is, it's a tiny, tiny, tiny little town. And George, and George Strait goes there in the morning. <laughs> there, there you go. I don't know. Amarillo by morning. No idea what that is. Okay. <laughs> Um, anyway, the no, I'm just <laughs> anyway. but yeah, so I would say, you know, the big thing, the big lessons here is, you know, are really look at what you are using, <clears throat> what you are using, make sure you understand that you're properly budgeting. And as you saw, you know, average incomes, the, I'm not going to be like a typical person on like Fox news or anywhere else that says, Oh, just get a job. No, I mean it, it you know, there are different, there's, that's not the answer for everybody as far as just getting a bunch of jobs because you don't want to work yourself to death either. You know, look at where you are, look at what your income constraints are and how can you work within those, those parameters, you know, try to figure out what is that, how much, what it is that you owe, how much you can afford something and how you can live within those means. Cause a lot of times we, you know, we live, we live in a world where we have to compare ourselves to somebody else. And I'm not gonna lie to you. I, I mean, I'm, I remember when I was getting out of the military, and I was, you know, I want, I was, I got a really good job, and I said, you know what? Now I get to buy my BMW. But it's like, what is the point to drive something that is gonna depreciate? And on top of that, even anything breaks down, it's like a thousand dollars to fix it. It's crazy. By the way, shout out to BMW. I mean, if you want to send me a free car, I'm all about it. <laughs> but hashtag sponsor. Hashtag sponsor. But you know, um, it, it's. Don't worry about how you look and or with what you have to the people outside. Really try to figure out what do you need right now to get by. The essentials are you need a roof over your head, you need food in your stomach, and you need to take care of your family. So mm-hmm. as long as those things are being met, you know, everything else is gravy, man. Everything else is extra. You know, if as long as you have, if you have a good car that can get you from point A to point B, it doesn't matter if it's a BMW symbol. Or if it's a Toyota symbol, or whatever symbol sitting in the front of the car, you know. And if, and if you're driving a, a what well, not a Daewoo, but what's the a Pinto? Man, you're a cool person, man. I always wanted a Pinto. <laughs> First of all, if you're driving a Pinto still, like props to your mechanic, because I cannot imagine that thing. We used to have when I was little. I can't imagine. No, we had a Yugo. You go, we go, we all go in the you go. Yeah, we had a you go. Um, but <laughs> if you're driving a Pinto, man, props to your mechanic because that thing is vintage. But. You know, so key things are here. What what can you afford? What are you able to work? What are your constraints? And also figuring out how to not have to rely on a payday loan, on a one of these online interest loans, not having to get into one of these Apple credit cards. Just really focus on what you have and what you can afford and work within that. I'm telling you, as you start building up your your profile and start building up your wealth and as you start building up who you are as far as with your in your monetary side of your life you're going to start noticing you're going to rely on these things less and less and less i'm telling you i will never forget when we first sat down and looked at our credit card i said i don't know how we can go out to eat without using a credit card i have to use it i don't we don't have enough money to go to sizzler or to go... Sizzler. I've never been to Sizzler Miami. in all Shout my out. life. Sizzler. 
Hey, man, the, the free ice cream at Sizzler. Las Palapas. Hey, Sizzler is the best. I love you, Sizzler, if you're out there somewhere. But, you know, it's like I always felt that we needed a credit card to do anything. We wanted to go on vacation, you needed a credit card. You wanted to go to, you know, buy buy anything, you needed a credit card. But it, it's that's the that's the mind frame that everything puts you. That's why they have... They spent, they put six different credit card advertisements in one slot of a commercial. And in every other commercial, it's six more credit card announcements. Six more announcements. And I'm like, why do they keep hyping up credit cards so much? And the thing is, because it's a multi-billion dollar industry. And they know they can hook people in with that. So, if I can give you, so that's the advice we have for right now. Anything else you have on your, as far as, what else you advise people with credit cards? No, I mean just using them. Don't use them if you if you must, but I mean using them as seldom as possible. As seldom as possible, yes. How you doing? You good though? <laughs> you smell like potpourri, by the way. <laughs> it's been a week. I'm ready for the week to be over because hashtag teacher life is killing me. Let's also let's also something fun out there, and I want to try something new here because as we look at our podcast, we've been discussing kind of how we want to do this. You know. We talk about money, but we, there's a lot of other stuff that's like hold up how much, not just with money, but with time, mm-hmm. with experiences, with family, with events, with businesses. So, you know, as we go on through, you know, our podcast, you know, we're not just going to talk about finances and credit cards and stuff like that, but we're going to, you know, share a little more about, you know, our lives, our lives, how to actually, you know, take, make the best mm-hmm. of the time you have. Cause that's the one resource you can never get back. And you know, um, but before you know, we go away, you know, let's throw some, some throw something fun out there. So I guess I'll I always have funny teacher stories. Um, today, um, I had my last block of seventh graders, and you know they're always witty and ready to pop off at you. So they know that I worked at SeaWorld in um, what a couple like it's probably been it's been a while. I think it's been almost nine years. <laughs> um, hashtag <laughs> SeaWorld sponsor. No, just kidding. Um, but, and I was just showing them all the pictures that I had on Facebook of, um, all the experiences I, I got to do while working there, like swimming with beluga whales and interacting with the sea lions, you know, the list goes on. But, um, one thing I didn't notice, like, you know, when you put on, um, Facebook, I had it on my projector and, um, I can mirror my computer screen to the projector and I didn't realize that the date was on there, which is fine. Like, it didn't make a big deal. Like, I didn't think anything of it. And then the kids were like, Miss Munoz. And I was like, what? They're like, the date. And I was like, what about the date? And they're like, it was 2005. I wasn't even born yet. And then I sat there and I was like, oh, my gosh. Right, I am old. <laughs> and they're like, how old were you? If That was a long time. Because, you know, like in kid years, things before they were born are like really, really old. So, um, like, they just thought it was super funny because the fact that I had already experienced all this cool stuff. So now they're, like, really interested in going to SeaWorld camps and all that kind of stuff because I hyped it up. Um, But, yeah, so it's just funny to think how kids think and, like, how much of an impact, like, we have on them. Just in just the little things that if you're hyped about it, then, like, kids will get hyped about it. And we can relay that to, you know how we spend our money like if you are very you know frugal with your money and you are making smart decisions with your money then it's gonna rub off onto your kids and then they're gonna have they won't have the same issues that you had 
or you have um and they'll hopefully have a better financial legacy yeah i like it the one fun thing i will throw is from when i was in fourth grade that's right i'm going back in the time when did that song come out? I don't even know. It was, it was like the late nineties. I think I was like in in the eighth grade. Well, either way, this I just I wanted to say I wanted to just go back in time, but uh, and I bet you that wasn't even the right song to go with that whole thing. Anyways, uh, it was actually no baby, no baby, no baby. Oh, anyways, <laughs> but it was. Uh, I remember I was in the fourth grade, and those Scholastic reading fairs. Remember those Scholastic reading fairs? Yes. Oh my God, those were the coolest things ever. So they would come to your school, right? And they would pop up shop and you could like buy books. That was like called a pop up before they were called pop up. Exactly. And I remember I ran in there and I go, Miss, I've got a million pennies. I'm going to buy 10 books. She goes, you have a million pennies. I was carrying a sock. (laughs) A sock of pennies. And she goes, you know, long story short, I didn't have a million pennies. I had enough for one book. (laughs) And I like an idiot. uh, I like an idiot. Uh, ended up uh, getting uh, 10 books and I said we're going to buy all these books it's going to be the best yeah I had to put 9 books back <laughs> so that was a that was, was the reading teacher like that makes my heart proud that makes me proud I don't think I ever read that book <laughs> what book was it? I don't even remember you don't even remember? how remember. was it? I was just depressed because I could only buy one book oh my gosh how do you not remember the book? it was a long time as always, it's been a pleasure spending our evening with you guys. We hope you've learned something and laughed a lot at the crazy things Julio says. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and follow us on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, Overcast, or wherever you get your podcasts from. And also, please share with friends and comment on what you'd like to hear for future episodes. No diggity. No doubt. All right, guys. So I'm Julio. And I'm Leslie. This is Julio. How much? All right, guys, we'll see you later. Have a good one. Cause everybody else knows what they're taking tonight.